0: Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds.
2: Well, this is interesting. Today's poll question at Smirconish.com. Does the discovery of Biden classified documents diminish the ability to prosecute Trump? The interesting part, Ron Klein votes yes. Yes, the discovery of the Biden documents does diminish the ability to prosecute Trump. Or at least so says Ron Klein in a fake memo to J.R.B. published in today's Wide World of News. This is Mark Halpern. Hey, Mark, thanks so much. You know, it's funny. I find myself saying this to T.C. every Wednesday. Oh, what perfect timing that we have Mark Halpern because I'm dying to talk about this issue of the documents. And it's the focus, at least in part of your Ron Klain fake memo.
3: Good morning. Um, Look, uh, I think it's going to be vital for this whole conversation. For everybody to keep in mind the difference between what is and what ought to be. And I think there's no doubt that in the case of uh, the Biden situation and the Mar-a-Lago situation, there's a lot of things that shouldn't be true, but are, one of which is I do think the political room to indict Trump for anything related to the documents now is greatly diminished, maybe to the point of vanishing.
2: Why? Why is that the case?
3: Because... At the root of what Trump did was he took some documents he shouldn't have taken. I think there's there's a strong possibility he obstructed justice and a strong possibility that he, that he told people not to be truthful. But underlying it all is the question of having those documents. And Joe Biden had some documents too. I'm not equating the two. There's vast differences between them. But it's a matter of political reality. Indicting Trump for something that no real person is necessarily going to care about. People should care about obstruction of justice and they should care about lying to law enforcement. But the underlying, uh, uh, you know, alleged crime or potential crime has to do with taking the documents. I thought it was always going to be a reach to indict Trump for that. Now, to indict Trump for something that many Americans wrongly will say Joe Biden did the same thing, I think is politically very difficult to do.
2: I agree with what you've just said, but I want to play devil's advocate. The appointment of a special counsel. The special counsel has the task of determining, did Trump break the law and can we prove it? I think that's overly simple but accurate. I don't know how Smith does not come back to Merrick Garland and say, yes, he broke the law and we can prove it, which boxes Garland in because now what's he going to do? Go against the he doesn't have to honor the recommendation of a special counsel.
3: Right. Well, first of all, we don't know that that's what the special counsel will say. We don't know that, but there's two steps beyond did he do it and could I get a conviction and can I prove it rather? One is, can I get a conviction? The prosecutors can say, I can prove it, but that doesn't mean a jury will convict. And then the fourth question is, is it the politically right thing to do for the country? And that's something that maybe Smith isn't going to weigh in at all, uh, given his background, given sort of the lanes of responsibility. I think that's more of a question for the Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco and for the Attorney General. And I think that fourth question, again, under the current circumstances, it becomes very difficult to say that it's in the political interest of the country to indict Trump for something that underlying it all has to do with documents that have now been returned and something that Trump's supporters will say is no different than what Biden did. I'll say again, difference between what is and what ought to be, and to me, it's the, what Trump did in terms of obstructing an investigation potentially and lying potentially is much more serious than the taking up the documents and storing them uh, insecurely, in unsecurely. But, but I think the answer to all four questions together becomes very problematic. Now, again, they might have more evidence and that means they could be more confident, it's not just that they can prove it, but that they get a conviction. But I think the political question would What is it in the country's interest to indict Trump, try to try to have a trial, try to convict him in the context of his running for president against the guy whose Justice Department is prosecuting him? I think that's a that was a small political space before. I think it's significantly smaller now, not because what Biden did is the same as what Trump did, but because the political realities of what it would mean to indict him while he was running for president and try to get a conviction. I yeah. may be wrong. Maybe the traffic will bear something that's that I don't see. But I don't see the traffic bearing this now.
2: Okay. Again, I agree with everything you've said and the way that you've said it. You're being very deliberate with your speech, which I appreciate. This is a serious subject and you want to be clearly understood. For what it's worth, I don't think Jack Smith has in his purview the public policy considerations that Merrick Garland has to apply. I think that Smith's job is much more rote, and I might be wrong But now, whatever that recommendation is, when it gets to Garland, Garland has to be the big picture guy and say, is this something that's in the nation's best interest? But I think Garland's job becomes more difficult if Smith comes with a recommendation that says there's grounds to indict Donald Trump.
3: Well, again, I I would urge you to consider the role of the deputy attorney general here. I think she's playing a very big role in this process. And I think it may be that, that, that Garland, in the end, says, you know what, the buck really stopped with her to give it an additional level of insulation right. from the White right. House. Yep. So so I think about both of them as being at the table. Look, it's not so different from a U.S. attorney making a recommendation on a high-profile case to say, yes, I think the evidence there, I think the right thing to do is indict. I think we can go to trial and win this or get a plea agreement. But when it's a political case, and this is obviously the mother of all political cases, then it is up to the deputy attorney general and the attorney general to apply that. So you're I think based, again, on their resumes and 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 the way the real world works, my guess is Smith probably wouldn't have any say or very much of a say in the political realities. But you have to game out how a prosecution like that would go. And again, if the prosecution is about obstruction or lying, that's a different thing and more clearly separatable from, the underlying original action of taking the documents, storing them insecure, unsecurely, of keeping them when they, when the government asked for them back, we'd have to see what the indictment was like. But again, in the end, indicting a presidential candidate for something that I'm not minimizing lying or obstruction, but right. where the documents have been returned, Yep. it's a, it's a, it's a, to me, it's politically untenable. And that doesn't mean I think what Trump did was fine, just to say it again.
2: So Fake Ron Klein I think is appropriately saying to the president in the memo published in the wide world of news today kind of taking a bow for the way in which the White House has responded to this noting every media quote every media outlet has a main bar emphasizing the differences and most have sidebars detailing how the cases are not all the same. The Washington Post has two of them and counting. All of those stories are great for us. Even the New York Post ends its story. And then you've got a paragraph where that which Biden apparently did is distinguished from Trump. The point being, Mark, that Ron Klain sees upside for all of this in Joe Biden.
3: Well, there's minimal risk because the press is, is so focused on the differences. And, and again, the differences are me- really meaningful. But the advantage is that this, the timing of this is right on the front end of Republicans trying to convince the media and the country that the House majority investigations are not going to be political. And, and so they start off with an investigation and call for an investigation in which it's easy for the White House to say, hey, they're saying we're like Trump. We're not like Trump. If, if, if these investigations go forward, they'll try to create an equivalency And if you're in the press and you don't like Trump or you're a Democrat and you don't like Trump, you got to rally around us and and use this as an opportunity to say this proves what a charade all of these House investigations are going to be. And so they're calling them all out and and tying them all to the Freedom Caucus and Gates and 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 um, uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio. So they're they're taking the playbook that they had on the shelf ready to go. To say the Republican investigations are about politics and not about inflation or America's families, and they're using this moment to say, "Hey, they're saying we're like Trump, and they, they want this investigation. It's all political. It, it couldn't be. It couldn't be more tailor-made for them to not just uh, try to discredit all the House investigations, regardless of the topics, but also to gain the political upper hand, particularly with the media." who will choose Joe Biden over Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and Donald Trump every day of the week.
2: OK, might the story morph? Because I, I did hear a report. Surprise, surprise. It was on Fox coming to work in the wee hours where they, they were now referencing the Penn Biden Center as China sponsored.
3: Yeah. So I think there's three areas of vulnerability on the Biden side, not saying what he did is like Trump. and And I certainly don't like this galloping, right-wing-fueled, you know, let's look at every potential thing and treat it like it's a federal case. But the funding of the Institute has always been a question that the press has ignored, particularly when there's an overlap between some of those countries and the countries that paid Hunter. Second is the lack of security at this office building. It's just an office building. You could argue Mar-a-Lago is insecure, unsecured as it was, at least had Secret Service around. I I don't know that that anybody knows anything about what kind of security they had in this office building, but I don't think it was a proper place, obviously, to take those documents. And then lastly, you know, some are saying this information should not have been private for two months. It should have been put out before the election. This, you know, that's not the way the real world works. This is a, a federal criminal probe or security probe, I should say. And those aren't publicly released as a matter of acknowledged as a matter of course. But I think those three areas have have substantive in two cases and political vulnerabilities in all three areas. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit, I don't know how much disclosure there's been fully about who funded the institute. But I certainly think there are questions that are legitimate to ask, not to make them the biggest deal in the world about where the funding came from.
2: When you and I last spoke, we were in the thick of the speaker battle. We all know how that ended. I want to give Mark Halpern the opportunity to to speak to whether Jim Jordan, pardon me, Kevin McCarthy, emerged from that diminished, whether maybe there's something to be said for, for him having the eye of the tiger hanging in there and earning some mm-hmm. respect at the end. What's yeah. your thought?
3: Well, I didn't think he would make it. My sources were very down on him, even ones who were very supportive of him. And uh, what I wrote in the newsletter last week was the reason I I ended up being wrong and my sources up being wrong is because Steve Scalise did not turn out to be an acceptable alternative. He couldn't get the majority. And I thought that that they would turn to Scalise. But once it became clear to both pro and anti McCarthy folks in the House Republican conference that there wasn't anyone who could get 218, it focused everybody's mind to saying, all right, we need a deal to get this guy a majority. Um, I think that you know, I, my longstanding prediction is he, he would get the job and then he'd lose the job this year. I still think he's going to be hard pressed to keep the job, given that 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 people are going to want to get rid of him if he if he does anything that accommodates the Democratic point of view. I think he emerges now slightly stronger than he would have been, ironically, because they've now been through this trial by fire together. They're united. They see the Democratic unity that was on display throughout the speaker process and you know, we're we're still in sharks and jets territory here, skins and shirts. And when the other side's united, uh, it, it, it unites them. Democrats took great joy in watching the disunity and the Republicans know that they need to be united if they're going to have any chance here to you know score the political points they want. So I think he's I think he's got some strength now, but it's really going to depend on how he plays things on on China, on immigration, on Ukraine and on the debt ceiling. Is he going to operate like Jim Jordan? Is he going to operate more like John Boehner and Paul Ryan? Is he going to have any sense that he's the Speaker of the whole House? Is he going to have any sense that if the will of the full House is to do something, even if a lot of Republicans don't want him to do it, will he go in that direction? We just don't know yet.
2: I'm looking at a note that I wrote on December 14. Today's the 11th of January. Most likely to be president, according to Mark Halpern, on that date, Biden then Trump, then DeSantis. Does that remain your ranking approximately one month later?
3: It does. As you know, I've never been a big believer in this DeSantis juggernaut. And I've heard more stories of the kind you and I've talked about before, about how people were treated as inauguration. This is not just rich fat cats. These are people who've been in his life for many years, amazed and appalled at how they were treated at the inaugural, at the events around the inaugural. And I will say, It is that kind of not just attention to detail, but attention to the feelings and prerogatives of others that uh, over time in the presidential campaign, it's difficult to sustain. So we'll see, but I, I, I don't think he is the juggernaut that a lot of people do. And I think he would have to display a lot of traits that have not been on offer from him on a regular basis in the last couple of years, if he was going to get through the gauntlet. Now, Maybe retail politics are dead. Maybe he can beat Trump and anyone else, all comers, with Fox News hits and and paid media. But even Donald Trump did retail campaigning uh, to uh, to get elected. So yes, my order remains: Biden, Trump, DeSantis.
2: Are the reports of Donald Trump's demise? that have been heightened in the last 30 days since we talked presidential politics overrated. Is he the diminished figure that, that many in what you love to refer to as the gang of 500 are repeating to one another?
3: He's diminished, but not nearly as much as the gang of 500 says. So I'll I'll continue to say he went from 1200 pound gorilla to 900 pound gorilla to 600 pound gorilla, but there's still no bigger gorilla in the Republican party. So he's diminished. You know, he tried to get McCarthy the votes earlier in the process, and he didn't immediately flip them. Kevin McCarthy at least pretends to think that Donald Trump was pretty important. Go to the districts of any of the Republican House members outside, maybe 25 of them, and Trump is extremely popular in their districts. And we haven't yet seen him try. He's not doing rallies in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina yet. He's not really a, a presidential candidate in any, anything but on paper. Let's see how he does. But I, I still think that that, as I just said, he's the second most likely person to get elected president right now. And and uh, uh, there's there's nobody competing with him on the level that on which he's played in the past. Maybe they will, but they aren't yet.
2: For completeness, most likely nominee as of December 14, you had Trump, then DeSantis, then Yunkin, among the R's, among the D's, Biden, Josh Shapiro to be determined. Gavin Newsom, Phil Murphy in sixth position. Kamala Harris. Any change in that ranking?
3: It all seems very right to me currently. It does. Yes, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> no, not much. Not much has happened since. Since, since I know, we I just like to list. check
2: in. I like yeah. to check yeah, in no, and see
3: no, where your head no, I'll, is. I'll, you know? I'll I'll hold my cards on that list for now. Okay. <laughs> I might move I Bernie look. Sanders I, I up can't... a little bit.
2: But... Oh really? Bernie yeah. wasn't Bernie wasn't even in top six.
3: Yeah, I might move him ahead of Phil Murphy. I might swap him. At, I'd swap him at, in, in and Phil Murphy out, make that okay. change. just So we give him something to talk about, as your friend Bonnie writes in.
2: Uh, thank you so much, Mark. That was excellent. What a great report. Appreciate the, uh, Michael, the Ron Klain memos. Uh, Always.
3: Of course, Always. I write, write them all for you. Uh, really nice to talk to you. Have a great day and a great week.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I am a paid subscriber to the Wide World of News. I recommend that you do likewise. Mark, Mark's mark got a nice comparison between his uh, daily missives and those that come from the likes of Punchbowl and Politico and Axios and so forth. Do they have corporate ads? They do. Mark doesn't. Do they have Ron Klain fake memos? They do not. And he does.
0: This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM.
2: are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
4: Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app.
2: You heard me buy in. I agree with what he said in the fake Ron Klain memo to the president. He says the following. We remain very vigilant and at all battle stations over this classified document bullshit. I know both you and the first lady want to keep the legal bills and legal peril to a minimum. Here's the reality. Although the document thing is not ideal, current circumstances really reduce the threat this poses to you and to us and to you. And there are, in fact, some upsides to it all. Yes, it complicates the life of the attorney general and the deputy attorney general. Their prosecution decision on Trump was always going to be tricky. And now, surely, an indictment is less likely. I concur. Steve, greetings in Florida. What did you want to contribute?
6: Um, well, first off, I agree with him about DeSantis because DeSantis sucks, and you guys will re- realize that sooner than later. But um, it, when you, I hear Halperin, in your respected opinion, uh, it's basically just saying that we're screwed as a country, right? From a political standpoint, Repo- what he's saying I interpreted as Republicans aren't that bright. The politics are a game. We're going to let somebody who obstructed justice get away with it for the air quotes, greater good of the country and politics. But then somehow, some way we're going to, and I'm not a Biden guy, but we're going to like hold Biden over the coals for what appears to be a, you know, a mistake per se, being that I would trust him more than I would t- trust Trump. You know, it's just, it's apples and oranges and, and it's, he's right at all. We're, we're screwed. Look, I, I, mean, we're, I we're, believe we're, what, what he turned was. turned into a banana republic. I...
2: I believe what he was saying is that it was always a fraught case to bring just the Mar-a-Lago case against Donald Trump. My opinion has been consistent that you won't see an indictment of Trump just for that. I think because there there would be a reaction from a large part of the country that says, is that all you got? You looked at him for everything pertaining to January 6th and the election and the aftermath, of, and you came up only with... The documents at Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago and the documents there, I think, are a a cherry on top of the cake if they bring some type of a a January 6th sedition-related complaint against Trump. And I'm not saying that they will. And like Mark, I believe that indicting Trump only for Mar-a-Lago just got a lot more difficult because of the comparison, even if it's not apples to apples.
6: Yeah. And, you know, if I can make just one more comment, you know, something that we might not be talking about. There's a generation of people, Americans, who probably will feel, and I almost agree, that we are in almost a state of lawlessness, right? Why should I care about stealing from a grocery store or something like that uh, if, the, you know, Trump or the president or whoever, all these wealthy people are just, Getting away with it, getting away with everything. Like, why should I care about following the law? Why? Yeah. You know, you've
2: put in my head something that I've I've wanted to address and now will not be the time at length. But I want to talk about the issue of the the quote unquote, eighty seven thousand IRS agents, which, by the way, never was the IRS poised to hire eighty seven thousand in one shot attrition is a large reason why they get to the 87,000. But how are we feeling about that as a society? I'm hearing a lot of people cheering the idea that there'll be a defunding of the IRS, if that's the way to say it. Like, yeah, I don't want them looking at me. But are any of us calculating how much the country is going to lose if they're ill-equipped to go Oops. out and conduct what they should be conducting?
6: We're so stupid. Like, as a country, we're so stupid. And I I hear from people who are anti-socialists are you know going to sending their kids to public school, but I don't believe in socialism. You know they're accepting welfare, but I don't believe in socialism. We're so dumb, collectively.
2: I hear in my orbit from lawyers and accountants who say I'm representing someone who has an issue. uh, By the way, thank you, Steve, who has an issue with the IRS, and we can't get any response. We can't get a person on the phone. Does that occur to anybody? Imagine if you're the one jammed up and you're you or your lawyer or your accountant are trying to solve a problem and the IRS is stretched so thin that uh, that they can't help you. That's a factor as well. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM.
0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
5: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, And Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Listen to Michael Live, weekdays on POTUS, SiriusXM Channel 124, and on the SXM app.
2: I I meant to tell uh, the two of you, TCU and Dan. I thought of you both yesterday. I'm coming back to the phones. Don't get nervous. OK. but I mm-hmm. thought of the two of you yesterday during a peloton ride because oh. I typically don't engage with other riders at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was taking a of course I think you don't. It was a it was a seven <laughs> right. It was a 70s uh, ride with Hannah yesterday. Good, good set list, by the way. Dead nice by. nice and varied mm-hmm. set list with Hannah. So uh, you guys will know this.: Was it the 20 minute 70s pop ride? probably what was the first song
1: uh let's sing together yeah, yeah al, green. al green yeah i can see clearly because I, I was i
2: was on the bike and i was thinking of obama singing uh, in oh, harlem yeah. <laughs> that night it was really special anyway so here's what
0: happens okay
2: you know that i'm not on i'm not taking a class that has just begun i'm at my schedule.
0: You're not taking a live class. You're taking one on Encore.
2: Correct. Yep. But when I'm on the bike, I'm now invited that, hey, something's just beginning and there are other people standing by. So the beta classes oh, yes. so that you're allowed yes. to join
0: a class that other people are doing as well. Okay. There, I knew you'd know. They
2: so have created I, a class with their friends and you're probably joining it. Oh, okay. So now, for whatever reason, I joined the class and there are only five of us. And and I'm I'm trying to ignore it, but it's kind of hard not to ignore where am I among the five.
0: Of course. Somebody, oh, absolutely.
2: Somebody just like blows the other four of us out of the water. and They're off to the races and they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. But there's a Canadian man or woman. I can't tell from their handle, this but they outrageous. have a Canadian
0: flag. This is so great. Uh,
2: as part of their moniker. Right. And we're neck and neck. Oh.
0: And we're neck and oh. neck. Oh. So, first you're pulling ahead, then they're so pulling I ahead. You're pulling ahead, they're pulling ahead. I
2: couldn't mm-hmm. resist like getting caught up in this.
1: Yes. And, Good. and,
2: and in the latter, I would say in the final five minutes, I, I pull ahead by a couple of points. And I'm now thinking of TC and Dan <laughs> because when you, ladies and gentlemen, and
1: everybody else on Peloton no, except no, for you,
2: ladies and gentlemen, when you get to the final minute of a Peloton workout, it is a cool down mode. What do they call it? Yeah, you gotta exactly respect that. the cooldown, but and sometimes not if you need those extra points. Correct. And so, so, yeah. and uh, you know, I I love our neighbors to the north. Mm. Okay, but this Canadian, right? Oh yeah, messing with you, right? Messed with me until the like the machine went off. And who won? all I did, but all nice. the way through hey. the final sixty seconds, they did not let up, Good. and I saw what they were doing. Oh yeah, you did. I saw mm-hmm. right through it because of the two of you. I think it's yeah. so funny. I, I think that's
0: BS. No, it's not. Then do a cool-down class after yes. the class. why five have a five-minute... Then why a have a cool-down minute, cool down down. minute?
2: Because, well, that's just one minute. That's not enough to honestly really cool you down. Yeah, Be, you should to do, go do a five-minute five cool-down and yes. then a stretch. They were trying to cheat me out of my, my rightfully gained victory, and I didn't let it happen. No, mm. you won. And, and by the way, their name had some hidden meaning to it. I'll check my bike, and, and maybe I'll tell you tomorrow. Well, amazing. out the person. This is unbelievable. We'll, they, did they know who they were screwing with? That's the question. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, Ed is you, in. Thank you for that. Thank you. Ed, you're in Middletown. Thank you for indulging me, Ed. Relative to Donald Trump getting indicted for the Mar-a-Lago docs, what did you want to say?
4: Well, I think, Michael, I disagree with you. Uh, I don't think Jack Smith or Merrick Garland's hands are tied. Justice is justice and a crime is a crime. If Joe Biden and his associates need to be prosecuted that will be done in time but with Donald Trump I mean he fought the National Archives he lied at least three times his attorneys lied and we still don't know whether there are documents there or not so uh, I, I think the two are diam are, are night, and diff- night and day I mean yes Biden made a mistake he'll, he'll get his hand slapped and it may affect him politically
2: all, all I don't even. I don't please. even know if Biden made a mistake. I don't, I don't. even know if Biden knew that those documents. I can see a scenario where he had no idea that was the case. Let me ask you a specific question. I agree with you. Okay, should should the 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 Biden episode, whatever it is, be of any consideration to Merrick Garland in deciding whether to indict Trump? Absolutely not. None. None. None whatsoever. And even I, though and I don't think he'll be affected. Okay. Okay. I mean it's not how I see it, but I respect your view. I don't I don't claim that I have the right answer. I have a strong intuition, but who the hell knows? Bruce, Fish Creek, Wisconsin. Wow. Okay. What thank did you, you want to thank say?
5: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so the Dems have to get off this apples to oranges um comparison crap and do something to uh let the let the republicans appoint a special counsel to look at the biden case take away that frickin' double standard argument that they're throwing around all the time if the second special counsel guy says they should be indicted indict them both let a jury try it and see how it turns out in, in, other words, in other words other
2: in other words appoint a special counsel for the biden case
5: yep oh my yep. god now we're take, really well, elevating well, well, it wait a minute take You've got to take away the double standard argument. I, I mean, if you I don't know whether it's a special counsel that's warranted in terms of the degree of what happened.
2: But some but level in, of
5: investigation. Some level of investigation that takes away this apples to oranges crap all the time.
2: Right. And I I'm hear not, you. I'm not
5: arguing argument in favor of Trump. I'm just saying that's a sure way to get him in court.
2: I think that, uh, by the way, are there fish in that creek?
5: <laughs> yeah. Not really. <laughs> not really. How did it get its name? Um, you know, I don't really know, but there's <laughs> a it's a little town on uh Green Bay up in Door County, Wisconsin. Beautiful place. Nice.
2: Nice. Good for you. All right, thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Minnesota is where Chris is standing by. Greetings, Chris.
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call, Michael. So, this in a way this helps Joe Biden a lot because uh he doesn't They don't have to actually indict Trump, because I thought always that that would be problematic for them, because if you try to indict Trump, you got to convict him, and I don't think you can convict him. I just don't think there's enough there for – or you could have a jury that uh, is planted. I mean, I just – it would be a circus.
2: In, in other words, it allows, it's it's actually good. Like, it's good news behind closed doors. Merrick Garland is happy because he's like, oh, good. Now I have a reason not to go after Trump. And that was going to be a loser of a case anyway.
4: Yeah. And it blunts the Republicans attack because they just have to let it die. And if they don't do anything about Trump, then it makes them look like they're heavy handed coming after Biden for it. So I would invite the investigation because I think I'm with you. I don't think he knew about it. I think it was an no oh shit moment. Oh my god. I have classified documents. Let's you know, let's get this back to them as soon as possible.
2: Where and, in Minnesota uh, where in Minnesota do you live?
4: Um I live in Minneapolis.
2: Lifelong? Uh
4: St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yep, I've always lived here.
2: Age? Uh forty two. Hmm little young all right here is my offer if you can name for me three of the four purple people eaters i'm sending you one of my t-shirts from my smirch merch page in fact it could even be a free harry shirt if you so desired although they might be selling out so go ahead well, give me as many of the, the purple people eaters as you can name
4: unfortunately I'm uh, not that kind of Vikings fan. I, I will watch them, but I don't know who the Purple People leaders are.
2: Wow. Eh, okay. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it came with the territory. Thank you for your phone call. Thank you for your phone call, nonetheless, Chris. I appreciate it. Yes, TC. I'm 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 told that the XLs in Free Harry are, if not gone, about to be. Oh my! So I can't tell you. I like hotcakes. I can't tell you that there's huge demand for the Free Harry T-shirts among all segments of the listening audience. Apparently, small people. Maybe not. It's not your thing. Maybe medium this is hysterical. people. But if you're an XL person, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? It
0: just means that XL people are just against the racism and sexism illustrated by the firm towards Megan. That's I what think I'm that's, going. With. I think
2: that's what it is. I think the XL people are applauding Harry standing up Hashtag against all enemies, foreign and domestic.
0: #Hashtag Michael's new narrative. Thank you.
2: They are standing with him against the firm. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. 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 Maybe they don't like the way that Charles has treated him. Camilla. Okay, Camilla too. Of course. The Corgis. The Corgis. Exactly. They're for Harry. They're for Harry.
0: The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius
1: XM's POTUS channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app.
0: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.